0: State Farm is there. Welcome to another edition of Logan Regional Medical Center and you. Today we're talking to Dr. Mahmoud Hamza. Uh, uh, good morning and welcome to the show. I appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk to us today.
1: Good morning, Jay, and good morning, everyone. Uh, I hope everybody's
0: doing all right. little strange weather as we hit record cold, uh, record <laughs> cold and, uh, and actual snow in April, which is not necessarily unusual, but it was a little unexpected. Yes, yes, indeed. I, um, I'm going to uh, ask you a question that uh, it's not really controversial, but I'm seeing that uh, a lot of people, have uh, sort of started behaving and acting as if the COVID 19, the coronavirus pandemic is over. So the direct question is is it over? We
1: are far from over because we didn't achieve yet the 70%. Uh, there is a guideline for the immunization. And if you reach the 70% population uh, of immunization, that will create the herd community uh, immunity I'm sorry and that herd immunity uh, will make us go back 90% to normal but so far we're 20% vaccinated and in the middle of all that new strains of the covid-19 evolving like the south african like the like the indian one the English, the british so we have to be still very, very careful. Even if you're vaccinated, you still have to do the distancing, wearing masks, and not to lax the rules of uh, the safety rules. That's very very important now.
0: Now I uh, talking about some of these variant strains. There are people who have now had uh, both vaccines, uh, you know, both doses, and they got them both months ago can you tell us anything about the possible need for a booster for those who are already uh, got both doses?
1: Uh, This is a very, very good question. Uh, Jay. the, 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 uh, the vaccine was made before the those variants are discovered. Now, initially the, I'm going to talk specifically about the two, the two most used vaccines uh, uh, right now, is the um, the uh, Pfizer vaccine and the uh, Moderna vaccine. So initially, the, the first two strains was one of them is the British. They said, initially, the initial report said, that if you got the two doses for the Pfizer vaccine, you are immune. Then later on, Moderna said, you might need a booster dose, and we can do uh, the, the genetic engineering in the, uh, in the current vaccine. And it will take us six weeks to get cover the British vaccine. Now, uh, British strain. Now, uh, having said that, uh, it is in the next few months we might need a third dose on the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, because what they're trying to do right now is to create immunity toward the, the strain that we have here in the U.S., then add the other strains of uh, the, the COVID, is the British, the Indian, the Brazilian, and the South African, uh, to the third vaccine. So there is a very likely possibility we're going to have to have a third dose of vaccine.
0: Now. Uh, given the givens and what we've discovered over time and this would include variant strains and all of that uh, procedures people should follow continue to be uh frequent and thorough hand washing masks in public spaces and distancing uh even if you've had uh your va- t- t- both your vaccine doses
1: yes sir absolutely and we have to keep in consideration, even if you are vaccinated it doesn 't mean you're one hundred percent immune you know the the pfizer vaccine is ninety five percent or ninety four percent so you still have a six percent chance to contract it although you're vaccinated as well as the moderna vaccine you have like ten percent chance we're not we 're not talking about the different uh, strains we're just talking about the we assuming on the previous strains that we were having the vaccine against them and you still have a chance to catch it? And actually, there were reports in, uh, I think, in Minnesota, in Michigan. There were like people still contracting the, vac- the, the virus, although they vaccinated, because you still have a 10% chance to get it.
0: Now, when you come to the hospital or specifically to your clinic or anywhere else, what is that uh, screening process like? Uh, and this is specific to uh, COVID-19.
1: Excellent question uh well, number one we have number one is when they come to the building we have a screener to, to ask them have you been sick uh, you know the usual questioning that like, you go anywhere else that's number one number two they check the temperature if it's temperature elevated they tell they tell them to go back and make it a phone call to the doctor when they come to the office and, and they have and this is a strict rule if anybody comes in without mask we don't know, we're not gonna see them. We have to have masks, okay? This is a precaution for everybody and safety for everybody in the building, including myself, my staff, other patients in the in the waiting area. So we have, everybody has to wear masks. Then we, I go, we ask them the questions. Have they been exposed? Have been they have any contact with anybody with COVID? And if, and you know, just and if there is any suspicion, we send them to the COVID testing here in the uh, in the hospital. In fact, they go, they wait in their car, and someone comes outside and they swab them. So this is the procedure that we follow here in Logan Regional uh, Medical Center. And it's very, very strict. We, we put, you know, safety comes through uh, the door of screening. And this is what we do, and we're screening everybody. I, myself, every morning have to check my temperature. It's, my staff does the same. We talk like every morning. This is before we get into the building.
0: Now, You were telling me that um, one of the things that is uh, relatively new and is an overall health screening. Uh, and uh, tell me about what that exactly is and what the benefit is.
1: Jay, we are in an area, Southwest Virginia is the prevalent, some chronic diseases. Um, diabetes, hypertension, uh, COPD—these uh, are things huge in this area. I personally found that, from my experience and working in the area here, a lot of people going around, for example, walking with diabetes, and uh, they don't know till I come and I screen and I and I tell them, you come to see me. I, I throw the net wide to see. And one of my screening, I checked the A1C. And so many of them, was they are in the critical levels, meaning they need to start insulin right away. But when they say it's critical level, so it's above 10. So and a lot of patients here come in, walking with 180, 190 systolic blood pressure without knowing. You could have a risk of a stroke easily. It takes nothing just for you just to get stroke. You stroke out on this. So now my my mission in the community is very, very focused on how to educate the public about the risks that everybody, oh, I should not pay attention to high blood pressure. Oh, no worries. It's okay. My mission is to educate people about all these risks. And make them aware of it, and make and preventing major problems in the future. Because if you do, I always say that to my patients: diabetes is the easiest disease to deal with, and the most difficult disease to deal with. It, it depends on you. <laughs> yes. As well as a blood pressure, as well as COPD. So, you know, I'm trying to educate the public, and that's one of the reasons I asked to be on the show with you. Is to make people aware of the benefits of uh, screening and, you know, seeing your doctor and establish. It's like wait, I, I, I'm going to make a, an, an analogy. When you have a car, you, do you take it to the to the dealer to check to change oil and check on the car to make sure it's going to be running? Yes. Okay. Uh, we uh, as well as human beings should do the same you know you need to check on yourself you know and this is this is the analogy that I'm using I like okay to make it in a simple language if we have a machine we check on it what about ourselves we have to check on ourselves too
0: because it works like a machine anyway yes Uh, um, so uh, here's the thing Uh, uh, let's take diabetes for example If you've got a problem uh, and it's early, though, and you get that A1C and it indicates that uh, I don't even know if the word pre-diabetic is a real word or not, but it indicates that you are either headed toward or already are diabetic, if you catch it earlier, uh, the earlier you catch it, the better. Am I right about that?
1: Absolutely. Because here, uh, the diabetes has a very, very... Odd uh, 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 course of action. There is, you could get to the point of no return. We, as a clinician and and the medical community, we have we try to get our patient not to get to the point of no return. Because here, once, for example, a diabetic have a eye a vision problem, that's the point of no return. Okay. Uh, when you get a diabetic losing their kidney function and need to go on dialysis, that's a point of no return. But my job and, and my colleagues uh, and job in the community here or in general that to prevent to get to this point of no return. is by controlling blood pressure, controlling diabetes, sugar level. This is a lot of things we do and a lot of management we have to take, and we adjust it during the course of the disease. So it's a choice. For people who wants to be healthy, and uh, you know, and you know, is it not convenient for you when you're diabetic and you end up on dialysis because your sugar was uncontrolled and you have to do three times dial- dialysis three times a week? That's a very inconvenient.
0: You and know, also, not uh, completely without some pain involved.
1: Oh, absolutely. They lose, their, you know, many times you see people losing their limbs. Why uncontrolled diabetes?
0: and once you're at that point uh i mean a lot of people don't really or well, at least i didn't at first but diabetes basically shreds everything uh your uh, a heart kidneys liver uh i mean it it slowly but surely shreds your internal systems in your body and is there a, a system in the body that isn't shredded by diabetes i don't know of any
1: well uh Anything has a blood vessel going into it; it's being affected. By saying that diabetes increase the level of triglycerides in your blood. When the triglycerides go higher, they start to deposit, just to make bad cholesterol, bad cholesterol deposit in your arteries. Arteries going, so and from here, it's like a domino effect on everything. Affects uh, people get heart attack because they're diabetic. Uh, People lose their kidney functions because they're diabetic. People lose their limbs because they're uncontrolled diabetic. People get strokes because they're diabetic. So you see how how many problems I'm going through because of the medium size or all the arteries are having this problem. Anything will receive a block in your system. So that's, uh, you know, but however, this is the good thing about it. If you are controlled, all these problems are prevented. You see, this is the point of no return that I'm discussing. And I'm talking about if you get this under control, you're not going to get there. But how are you going to get this under control without checking on it, without seeing your physician regularly, without, you know, seeing a nutritionist? Because running I do a lot of work with them, number one, I sit with them and I explain to them, what is the disease? What's the course of? The, so I make them educated. What's if they don't follow? What's going to happen? I refer them to a nutritionist. I weigh them, and I just and I'm taking with them step by step, and I see them for in the beginning maybe every two weeks, and I bring them just bring me your sugar at this time, me readings, then I then I rely, so Then that's it. I see you every three months or six months.
0: Uh, you'd be surprised at uh, what will shoot your blood sugar up if you don't have that nutrition education as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that out the hard way uh, before I switched to uh, whole grain bread and much, much less bread. Uh, just having a sandwich with uh, you know white bread uh, uh, added a, somewhere around 50 points to my blood sugar the next day. So I had to learn that lesson. And, it, you know, it, it's just a matter of knowledge. But you're talking about giving people the education and knowledge they need to manage the disease. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and, and that's like giving somebody a weapon to go to war.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it's uh, it's a war against the disease. You know, and I, I'm going to give you a very good example. Um, I, I have a friend, uh, one of my friends, is, he's an ophthalmologist we were discussing about the effect on the diabetes on the eye which is very very striking what i heard from him he told me if a patient comes in one time within 3 weeks and during those 3 weeks his blood sugar shot up to 200 which is a lot of people runs with it one time and he goes to do an eye exam for the, for uh, prescription glasses it will be completely off the chart he cannot do it. He has to be three weeks under 200. Imagine this is like, and I, like, I said, really? He said, yep. Yeah, we, if you do one time, 200, above 200, the next three weeks, if you do an eye exam, it's going to be off the chart. How, like, oh my, then you, you see how effective, how it's affecting your system? This is one thing we're talking about, the eye vision, the eye exam
0: and that gets us back to why these screenings and early detection even if you don't have a problem if you're just inching toward a problem uh, these screenings for early detection can make all the difference in the world uh i mean uh, as opposed to medications and other treatments and uh some very difficult things uh to keep you from getting past the point of no return you can prevent the entire thing with just a few minor changes.
1: Absolutely, you know, Jay. What's the best way to to treat a disease?
0: Uh, I'm going to guess not to get it in the first place. To
1: prevent the disease, that's exactly.
0: Mm. And
1: and this is how I deal with my patients. Like I, many of them, they they've been running with problems, and some of them major problems without knowing. Without knowing, like I mean, they're very very. Uh, compliant, uh, decent. However, they didn't know, and they were like, "Anyway, said so we have this. We, achieve, we have to. Do we have to? Like a lot of them. They, for example, they have their kidney function is absolutely deteriorating, and they didn't know about it.
0: I mean, so, you don't b- want because to of
1: diabetes that they were carrying and they didn't know about it too.
0: Yeah, you don't want to wait until you've already got a gigantic major problem, uh, because uh, some of this stuff is silent. You're not going to necessarily notice it until. You have uh, uh, all-out kidney failure or something like that.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And here, the, the the this is the importance of the screening and have a, a family physician that's taking care of you. And this is what this is our mission here in in Logan Regional. When I came from I came from the Northeast, I came from New York, and basically every patient in New York. Like uh, I saw they have a regular physician, and they have a complete record of their problem, and they guide them. I'm going this direction, I'm going that direction because of my family doctor told me now what ironically, what I found here in the area a uh, lot of, lot of uh, big big portion of the population do not have a family doctor and uh, and, and only in emergencies. No. Physician is not seen only in emergency. Physician is seen in the maintenance of your health. You don't go to the car dealership when you have a problem. You usually go just to prevent the problem. And this is a machine, not a human being. And this is the most valuable thing for anyone is your health. You have to take care of your health.
0: If you have no health, you have nothing. I have discovered that both personally and by observation. I I mean, nothing in life is good unless your health is. We've got just about one minute left. Uh, tell me, uh, before we go, anything else that you want to bring up? Or also tell me, uh, if someone wants to uh, come to your clinic and get a screening, uh, what they need to do.
1: Uh, they can call the office anytime. It's 304-239-8090. We have an open-door policy. Any paid, like You can come anytime to be seen, uh, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 7. And by saying open door policy, uh, this is a problem that people have an issue to go to find a doctor, they take weeks. I have this policy, and it's a very strict rules and to, the, to the staff. We never turn any patient away. We never, we never, we never turn lucky. You want to be seen, come into the office, and we will take care of you, and we will help you. That's two
0: three nine eight zero nine zero. Get in touch and get a screening and get yourself a primary care physician, a family doctor, whichever one of those terms you like best. Dr. Hamza, thank you for this time today. Thank you for this invaluable information. My pleasure, Mr.
1: Zagan. We're happy, uh, like, hope everyone to do fine and
0: uh, stay safe, everyone. We'll be talking to you again soon, and we appreciate it. This has been Logan Regional Medical Center and you on WVOW. Human
1: Gospel Time.